Hey, what's going on guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Really great to have you here with me. Really looking forward to diving into this conversation with you today. Just, uh, we're, we're in a bit of a world tour right now. I'm currently in Mexico, in Tulum, and I've spent some time in Portugal, spent some time in other places around Europe. And while I've been traveling and flowing, I've been meaning to uh, capture some of these really important conversations that I want to share with you some, with some really important people in my life. And today's guest is one of those people, uh, Mr. Alex Waters. Uh, he's been on the podcast before. Great friend of mine from back in Perth, Western Australia, playing a big game in life. And you know I'm all about playing a big game and I, and I love just having conversations with these types of people. And I wanted to just capture it and, and really talk about what's present for, for both of us currently as we're both navigating, uh, living in different countries. He's about to move out to Bali. And Alex runs uh, Workspace Co, which is a, a virtual assistant business. And he's also a powerful coach, actually coaches men and women. And he, we went through a, a program together. We went through Elementum Coaching Institute, which was a, a nine month coaching journey, which leveled us up in a big way. So we, we connect and relate on a lot of these, these topics that we explore together. And today we go into some of the, the big ones, like really how to step into your authenticity, how to release shame, what to do when you fall back into your vices, how to overcome that. What do you do when you're having difficult times and you're navigating the heavier seasons in life? And I know you're going to get some good perspectives and good insights from this conversation. If you enjoy it, please give it a like or subscribe if you haven't already. Send me a message on Instagram at jordancandlishow one if you if you resonated with what we shared today and make sure to give Alex a follow as well. Stay tuned to the end because we, we talk about some some upcoming retreats that Alex is hosting. All right, guys, enjoy this conversation with Alex. All right, my bro, Alex Waters. Welcome back, brother. State Shifters Podcast. How's it going? Bro, it's an honor to, to be here, man. Love, I love the State Shifters Podcast. Yeah, it's just a shame that we're, we're doing this long distance, you know, after what, a year and a half, two years of living around the corner from each other, it's ended up <laughs> a podcast from opposite ends of the world. Whatever, we made it. <laughs> That's how it always is. That's it, man. Well, yeah, dude, it's great to have you back on here because uh, for those who don't know, Alex was on the podcast uh, back in 2021. I think it was following our first uh, toe journey together, our 5MEO journey. And uh, it was really just after we'd started hanging out and I just started connecting with you. And since then, you know, man, we've, we've shared some really special moments. Some of the best memories of my life have been shared with you. And like, you're now one of my best friends. And it's, it's such a such an honor to be able to share life with you. And, you know, the hard part now about being so far away is that we only get these, these calls to catch up with each other. Whereas before it was like... Every- few times a week. Uh, so man, yeah. I'm just really, really looking forward to diving deep with you today and sharing your wisdom with, with all the people listening or watching, but mate, give us an update. What's, uh, what's currently present in your life? What's currently, uh, yeah. What's, what's the current landscape looking like for you? You're about to got embark on a big move. So give us an update. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm in Perth. I moved to Bali in three weeks. That's really exciting. I also have a almost four-year-old son, Atlas. You know, he's going to stay in Perth with his mom. So that's bringing up some challenges and some guilt and sadness around, you know, leaving him, even though I'm going to be coming back and still connected. So I'm present, present to that. My house is being emptied right now. So, you know, I'm, just, I'm literally selling everything. I feel like my body spiritually, energetically, emotionally, I'm going through a huge purge and just like a, a huge letting go and physically as well, right? Like literally selling everything. Like this water bottle here that I'm using right now, I will be getting rid of it. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. everything. So that's been huge. And yeah, man, what I'm, what I'm actually really most present to right now is I've been going through what feels like a, a down, you know, in the roller coaster of life, the ups and the downs. It feels like I'm in a down right now. And I keep being challenged in these spaces to 
find a deeper level of trust and meaning in it. Yeah, because I think it's so easy to judge the down as like, ah, fuck, I'm not feeling that good right now or life's not good or this is going unwell, like this isn't going well, but you kind of can't have the summer without the winter and the spring. And so, yeah, just weathering the storm. (laughs) Doing my best not to run from it. Yes. And I mean, for people like us, and I, I know we, we connect on so many levels and I, we share kind of the same philosophy of like, we just want to feel good all the time and be crushing it and getting lots of shit done and feeling super clear within it in our heads. And when the times that we're not, I can speak for myself and I know you relate to this as well. I'm really hard on myself or I'm judging myself or I'm trying to, you know, like my OCD brain kicks in with like, maybe my sleep was a little bit off. Maybe I had too much of this at night or something. And I start to look at all these little things when maybe it's just, it's just a season like you're, you're sharing. It's just something that you're going through right now. And I'm, I'm curious to know if you've, if you've gone much into astrology and this is, I'm sharing this because this is recent for me. I'm living with my friend right now and he's deep into astrology and he kind of, he's given me some insights around how to understand the planets, where they're situated, reading my chart and understanding that at certain times of the year, of the day, of like, of your life, you're going to be going through certain energetic shifts that you literally can't control. And yeah. understanding that has kind of helped me surrender a little bit more to, hey, this is just, you know, my moon's in Aries right now. This is something that, you know, okay, some shit's going to come up right now. I'm curious to know if you've explored that much, man, because we haven't really spoken about it. I have. Uh, about a year and a half ago, I had my Vedic uh, astrology chart read, and it gave me a lot of, like, just, I wasn't looking for answers, but it, it sort of told a story and painted a picture of certain patterns and things that I've been dealing with in my life that was like, Hey, it's all good. Like this is actually what you're here to experience in this lifetime. So you can relax. And it was funny because a couple of things that were said was um, one was, Oh, Alex, you've been a very wealthy man many lifetimes over. So money really comes easily to you, but it doesn't happen like that for everyone. And that's the thing I've just never understood. Like even in, I've only just recently this year started or last year started teaching other people about money. But before that, I almost didn't feel qualified to because I'm like, I don't know how I do it. I just don't have a thing that stops me from doing it. <laughs> you know? So that, that's been really fascinating to like really look at. So that was one thing. And then another thing was, you know, Alex, you've been in past lifetimes, you've been very suppressed. You've been a, a monk in a restrictive like environment. You know, you've, you've often inhibited these leadership type roles that you've had to play a certain mask. And so if you find it hard to connect with your emotions in this lifetime, like that's okay. This is the first, this is the lifetime where you're learning how to do that. And it's been like, ah, oh, okay, like, fuck, I'm not fucked up, basically. You know, I'm not fucked up. <laughs> I'm just here taking my time. You know, it's part of the journey. So, yeah, it's, it, I found a lot of peace in that. And um, and I think the other, the other thing that Vedic astrology gives you when you look at specific times is also <laughs> gives the egoic mind a bit of re- reassurance. Like, ah, oh, fuck, it is going to end. Because <laughs> often, I know for me, like at least in the last two weeks, I've had moments of just being like doomsday, 
Like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm stuck in this space, like no clarity, questioning everything. And then my mind starts to paint a picture like this is what it's going to be like forever. This is your life now, <laughs> which isn't true. So, Matt, tell me, tell me more about how you navigate these, these low times because, yeah, like we're saying, you know, it's, it's one well and good to be able to talk about it when you're, when you're not in it. But when you're in it, it can be so difficult sometimes to just zoom out for a moment and give yourself what it is that you need because like we were just talking about offline it can be so easy to just be pulled back into all our old patterns and vices uh and i'd love yeah. to know i guess like what how you navigate this is it um you know like what do you yeah. what's the first thing you go to the first thing i go to in myself is my health i'm like okay where's your health at how much water are you drinking what are you eating? What are you consuming? Oftenly, often I'll, I'll head into like a juice fast at some point. I did I just did a three-day juice fast last weekend because I find that that just helps to cleanse and detoxify the system. And it's not about it's not about fixing anything. But what I realize when I'm in these periods is my body, physically, spiritually, emotionally, energetically, is is detoxifying so that I can experience more of what I'm stepping into, like. It's letting go of the old stuff, which is why the shadows come up, in my opinion. Because if they weren't, if they didn't have power over me anymore, they wouldn't be there, right? Like, I don't really get tempted by alcohol anymore. That's a really old thing for me, but it doesn't even come up anymore. I haven't had a drink for like three months, you know? And in this period, I haven't been like, fuck, I need a drink. Hasn't come up once. Whereas porn, jacking off, social media, yes, those are the things that, I've been really confronted with. And so, so yeah, man, I think uh, it is difficult at times, definitely. And I just go back to what I'm resourced or how I can resource myself to navigate it. So one, health, uh, two, get support. You know, I work with coaches, I talk to friends. I don't hold it all in myself and I don't try to hide it from myself or from others. And like I lead a lot of clients, right? So I'm even sharing stuff that's going on for me right now with my clients. Like, hey, this is what I'm navigating right now. I've been feeling a lot of anger coming up. This is how I'm approaching it and processing it and, and moving through it. The third thing is not trying to get out of it because that's been a big mistake that I've made in the past uh, where I've just spent weeks doing mushrooms, breath work, meditating, all to try and change where I was at to like a higher frequency or you know basically feeling more energetic again and i think that's also a way of bypassing or skipping over the, the medicine that's in this phase and uh and yeah man finally i think i just remind myself like why is this coming up now and when i look at when i look forward in my life i'm moving to bali in three weeks um i've proclaimed I've declared that this is the year I'm going to meet my queen. So, you know, moving to Bali, going to meet my queen, um, stepping into a new level of community, which involves and requires more intimacy and openness for me to experience what I want with community. And so it's like, of course, all this shit's coming up. It's so that I can experience that so that I don't get there and just like fucking sabotage it all with all these patterns that are still here, obviously, hmm. you know, 
So yeah, um, yeah, and and I'm just learning more and more. It's difficult at times, but I'm learning not to judge this phase. Um, it's like sometimes when I'm at my worst, I still get ridiculous insights. Like last year when I was going through a phase like this, I had multiple clients tell me that they had their best coaching sessions ever with me. Whilst I in, in myself was like, fuck life. I'm not doing good right now. Fuck this shit. <laughs> you know? And they're like, wow, that was amazing. Alex, this session. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, and the other day I just signed on like, you know, multiple new clients did X, Y, Z just out of nowhere. So it's like, fuck bro. I don't know who, who I don't have control over this shit. So that's it. It's God's plan. God's plan. Exactly. I think we have a plan, but yeah, there's a, there's a bigger, bigger plan for us. And exactly. Dude, I read something in a, in a book the other day. It was, it was really, uh, it was really on point. It was like life or God will, will never bring something up out of our shadow if he doesn't think we're ready for it. Mm. So it was like such great reassurance for me because it's, I was like, if, if there's something coming up right now that is really uncomfortable or it's something I've been avoiding and it's creating havoc in my life, clearly I'm now ready to face it. Otherwise it wouldn't be happening. Like this, mm-hmm. is, this, this is it. It, it allowed for such a, just a, a relaxation of like, okay, cool. Clearly I'm now ready to address this thing that's been in the shadow all along and it's now coming up into the light. And it sounds like for you, for you, I've noticed your expansion is like, you're, you're just, you're fucking all or nothing man i love it i just love that about you you just play a big game probably the biggest game that i that anyone i know in my life and i, I talk about you to a lot of my friends I'm like, man you're gonna meet my friend alex he's he's a fucking all-in guy and you know man it's it, it, it's it's just like the cost it's like the price of playing life like this i guess you have these extreme highs extreme impact and then you have to go through intense lows and, and I guess a lot of celebrities and artists and people who play at the big level have to go through this. Uh, mm. I'd, I'd love to hear more about, I guess, where you think that comes from, because for a lot of people, especially in, who are striving in business, particularly coaches in our world, you know, they really struggle with the business side of things. The business thing is the, is the hardest thing to crack, right? They crack all the emotional mm. and spiritual stuff, but the business thing is hard. For you, it's easy. Do you know, have you got any understanding of why that is and what, kind of character traits have you developed that have allowed you to just just like make money and like crush it in business so easily do you know what they are Mm. yeah um well thanks for sharing all of that bro and i really appreciate um the acknowledgement in that and i i'm also having a conversation with myself right now of like how am i not playing big (laughs) you know because in reality, if I put myself in a different pond, I'm a really small fish. I'm just a big fish in a small pond right now. And I think for me, that that's why I'm going through this period right now of growth, because it's like I'm tr- I'm setting myself up for a bigger, bigger game, to be able to play a bigger yeah. game, because I'm limiting myself in so many ways, just like we all are. But to answer your question, the reason I believe that business is easy for me to a point is... Like I'm very good at just building a business, a service-based business to a million dollars. I know how to do that in my sleep, a million dollars in revenue. And the reason for that is that I've been doing it a long time. You know, I'm 33, but really since the age of 23, when I became a commission-only sales rep is when I 
started playing the game of business or generating my own income, doing marketing, building a personal brand, all of that. So I just have thousands and thousands of hours of experience and wisdom and learned lessons behind me that I think a lot of people my age are just starting with. You know, they've just, they've made it to 28, made it to 30. They've decided to just start a business. And I was like doing it seven, uh, 10 years ago. So, so there's definitely the experience part of it, which is why it feels like a language to me that I, I understand and am fluent in and many people don't understand. And yeah, I think that it also helps that I have achieved certain results that in society's eye tick a box of like experience or want to learn from. Like I've made a lot of money in my life. I've made a lot of money and I've done it whilst I've traveled, whilst I've been traveling or, and or had time freedom. And I think that that's, that's a big box that helps me now where I just put something out and people know that, oh, this is all his, his experience. So we want to learn from him. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest characteristic that I have is once I decide on what I want, I don't allow anything to get in the way of that. And I, I talk about and teach something I call the law of requirement. And that is that when you require something, it will require you, but what you require, you then have to make a series of decisions in your life around that requirement. And far too often people make their goals, dreams, desires, a want, not a requirement. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if I, if I want to have a million dollar business, well, there's an option. There's an out. I'm not going to be all in. If I require that I have a million dollar business and I'm starting at zero and I've got no experience, then it's like, okay, well, fuck, I need to make some changes and some decisions around it. How do I make that happen? Okay, well, I'm going to have to give up the alcohol. I'm going to have to give up, you know, all of the ineffective patterns that are in my way. Now I'm going to also have to go and ask for mentors that um, are already at that level or above that can help me get there quickly. I'm also going to have to work X number of hours and I'm going to have to get myself in the gym to be healthy so I have the energy. It's like all of those things that come into alignment with that, right? So I think that's it. I've just never, I just always make my dreams a requirement. I'd love to know how you do that <laughs> because everyone's <laughs> probably thinking, okay, that's great. But how do you make something a requirement? If, even if you know, because I know you know this as well, none of it, none of it matters. Like once you get, like, you know what I mean? Like once you get past like 80 grand a year and you're consistently making that and you can afford all the things that make you comfortable and you know, you get your holidays, you eat good food, this is what I've noticed. It, it becomes an, another challenge to make I want to make a million dollars in my business to make it a requirement, even when I'm like, I'm comfortable, I'm happy, like I'm content. Yeah, well, I, I get that. And I heard uh, Cody Sanchez, she's an investor on Instagram, uh, or she has an Instagram thing. I heard her say, my life really changed when I realized a million dollars wasn't a lot of money. And that's kind of how I feel. So For me right now, how I stay driven and committed to the goals that I have is I start to think about my future. Okay, so let's put it like this, Jordan. Right now, you know, you don't have any children. I've got one child. I want to get married in the future Mm -hmm. and have more children. 
So right now in my life, I can afford to fly business class around the world, typically, because it's usually just me traveling. If it was me, a wife, and three kids, plus Atlas, my, my um, son, that's six people, all right? Mm-hmm. How many times a year can I fl- afford to fly business class now with, when I'm paying for six tickets? Maybe once or twice now at a stretch, yeah, you know? There's only so many frequent flyer points with my credit card I can maneuver around now. So that's what keeps me motivated, bro, because I'm like, I don't have the wealth in my bank at this point in time to hold the life that I say I want. So that's what keeps me going in that direction. And uh, I also just want to create a legacy for my family. I want to create options for my children. And what else is there to do? Like, what else is there to do? The thing, the thing that I see with you is there's, there's, no, there's not a lot of procrastination. Like once you decide you want to get something, it happens very quickly. And I know so many people struggle with procrastination, bro. Like procrastination is the thing. And procrastination could, could appear as insert way that you distract yourself or avoid doing the thing that you know you should be doing. And it's almost like there's something in the DNA. It, it, I think that's one aspect, something in your DNA. And then and this is for anyone who's a high achiever, who's a go-getter, who's going out and crushing it. Because I also think it's, the, it's your past. It's our past. Like, it depends on your upbringing and, and your, the, the trauma and things like that starts to shape a certain part of us that is a high achiever that likes to go out and achieve things. Do you think it's possible for someone who doesn't have that Maybe their, their protection mechanism wasn't the high achiever. It was something else. Um, do you think it's still possible to rewire that for them to go from like not, not achieving a lot because of their default is to just hide or play small or procrastinate? Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think it's possible to, to, to fully rewire that? Like, do you think there's a lot of uh, millionaires or billionaires out there who, who were previously just like, like, you know, people that just, yeah, would, would yeah. underachieve. Um, anecdotally, I don't know the answer to that, to the last part of your question. Are there any millionaires out there that were previously procrastinators? But what I do know from my own personal experience is I procrastinate more, way more than what most people probably expect of me based on what I've achieved and experienced. You know, I think the biggest thing that I see getting procrastinators way versus the high achiever is that often the high achiever is really good at enabling and using their their anger at self or the world to fuel them forward. Often the procrastinator is just simply missing that step. And I, I heard recently, I don't know whether I heard this or I made it up or whatever, right? But maybe I just downloaded it. But I heard that procrastination was a... Um, is as a, as a form of suppressed anger. Yes. Because oh, that's good. And it makes sense. It makes sense to me as well when I'm, I'm procrastinating more than usual in this like low period that I'm going through. And bro, I just been tapping in. I've got a lot of anger, like a lot of anger coming up that just wants to move. And as soon as I let it out, I feel so much better. Um, because when we procrastinate, we're not actually procrastinating. 
Most procrastinators are still doing something in their life really, really effectively, but it might just look like YouTube and TikTok, right? Instead of whatever insert XYZ activity that they want to actually, they say they want to actually achieve. So they're, they're doing something really well with their time already. They're not procrastinating. Their energy is going somewhere, but they're usually distracting themselves from their life. And when we're distracting ourselves from our life, it's because we're running away from a feeling of discomfort. And the feeling of discomfort always starts in our body. And that is usually our emotions. So the procrastinator who starts to allow themselves to rage will allow themselves to rewire. Oh, Oh, that's juice, man. That's absolute juice right there. Wow. <laughs> if someone's listening to this, I hope this is landing because anger directed at the self then turns into the apathy and the procrastination, the frustration. The anger that you then direct outward is then the purest form of masculine energy, which is action, movement, go. And that is, I honestly feel like that's the fundamental shift that needs to happen. It's like, what do you do with the anger? Do you let it like limit you and constrain you and restrict you and internalize it, which then just pulls you into a hole, which I know a lot of people mm. get stuck in, man. People get stuck in these holes because it's all this suppressed, especially if you're a man, right? Like if you're a man and you've got suppressed rage and anger and, and, and it's used to internalize all of that, it just it starts to eat away at you. And like, it makes you really yeah. like um, weak, right? Especially men become weak, man. I see this because of, you know, I've been coaching guys now for the last over a year and it's it's such a key critical component of stepping into your power as a man is, is learning how to harness that that anger and, and, and use it you know like get angry yeah. about not having the shit that you want you know yeah and and, and yeah channel it's, it yeah it's a signal it's a signal right like when we when we block our emotions especially our anger even if we're blocking our anger at self because procrastinators aren't even feeling that they're just they're just suppressing it and letting themselves sit in what you called apathy. Like the anger is a fucking signal. It's a fucking signal. I'm not happy right now. Something needs to change. <laughs> you know, like I really use my anger as a, as a valid signal of like, bro, listen, listen, you're not happy with your alignment right now, or you're not happy with something going on in the world right now. So you get to shift something. And um, yeah, it's powerful. I, I read the other day as well, uh, someone sent me a message saying, you know, anger is, um, anger is a signal uh, or, or we usually, usually experience anger because of underneath the anger is sadness or fear. And I think to speak to these guys who are, you know, suppressing their anger and then just losing their power. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I do get angry when I'm afraid sometimes including at, at myself of feeling afraid sometimes and just feeling it is healthy because yeah. it's all good and we all get afraid. I know, man, I notice I get so angry at myself when I fall back into old, when I feel like I'm wasting time, get angry at myself. I noticed that recently. And if I'm not being productive with my time, I get angry at myself. And it, it's even even the subtleness of that. And if you don't direct that anger outwards as a form of expression, it stays inwards and starts to accumulate as this, this, this unsettledness. It's like, and I think a lot mm. of, I know a lot of people have this unsettledness. There's this like agitation. There's this feeling of frustration or stuckness that's just accumulating. 
And that's why we mm. drink alcohol. That's why we smoke weed. That's why we smoke the nicotine. It's just to alleviate that. On the other side mm. of it, what I also know to be true is that once, once you've cleared the, the, the channels and, and you're working in flow or in harmony and you've got some movement and momentum and what you're trying to create and we've all been in these places and you go through periods where you're just like fully in the flow and things are just creating and manifesting spontaneously. And, and, I, and I believe it's, it's like the presence of God that then starts to operate through us when we're in that place of, you know, I have a plan, but God also has a plan. There is a higher plan that when we are clear internally, it, it starts to move us in places that we, we didn't even think was possible. And recently I was just saying to you offline, I was, I've really been trying to deepen that relationship with, with this, mm. with my higher power, you know, right. I'm choosing to call it God because I believe in God. Right? And I know that word is triggering for people, bro. I posted something on fucking Instagram the other day, you know, and so people were hating on me because I said, I said, strengthen your relationship with God. I couldn't believe it. I thought, the word holds so much triggering because I think people are, I don't, I don't, I don't think disenfranchised is the word, but they're just disconnected from this mm. higher power, having a connection with the faith, something larger than themselves. And I believe it's the cornerstone. It's, it's so significant. I'd love to hear more about, I guess, your relationship with uh, God. And I don't know if you call it God, but just the higher power and, and how yeah. you start to connect and allow that, that, that power to move you. Um, yeah, I would love to, to learn more about that and why, why it's important for you, because I know it is. Yeah. Uh, well, I, firstly, I don't think God is selective and I don't think that God is only working when we feel good. And I think a, a lot of people are disenfranchised. I, I do actually like that word um, for it. Disenfranchised with the notion of God um, because they are refusing to step into the space of alchemy and they're a victim to their life aka what god has delivered for them you know that's and it. yeah that's it nailed it yeah and it, like the thing is bro you know when we look at some of the world's biggest heroes you know nelson mandela has won like some of these people have been dealt the the biggest toughest lessons journeys and pain like that dude was in prison i think for 22 or 27 years uh under the white colonial rule in south africa you know i think uh is he missed out on his children's life like up you know their upbringing they didn't barely got to see him like you know what I mean? Like that's an intense amount of pain and suffering for one human to have to go through and for him to experience all aspects of himself, like fighting for a cause that was good, but also committing sin during that, like setting up to kill people and things like that it was such an intense ride. And for him to come through and we, we, we sort of put him up like he was a saint really, because that man came through all of that and alchemized all of that and, and was able to be, love be the embodiment of love unconditional love so for me i uh i'm very connected with the truth of my own experience which is that pain and grief uh, is like a river that widens the banks of love and 
when I'm faced with challenge like I am now and discomfort, I believe that they are reminders for me to come back to my connection with God, even though God is working through me always. <laughs> you know, so it's like all of it is God and it's a, just a reminder for me to come back into connection with with the higher source. So, yeah, um, I don't believe there's anything right or wrong about any particular path, uh, but I truly believe that the opportunity for us all when we do choose to connect with God and trust in a higher power is that we truly connect into our our higher power. And, and that for me is when we're living a life on purpose, in flow, time collapses, you know, things that shouldn't happen, like crazy, insane things just start unfolding in life. That's when we're really like in the flow and yeah, fully connected in with our, our power. People, you know, heal their bodies, heal illnesses, like just attune, attune to the magic and wisdom of this experience and the universe. Do you sense or do you feel like there are, I'm going to say, dark forces um, currently trying to siphon our connection with God or trying to, I'm, I'm, going to be, I'm using very big words right now, but trying to pull souls away from the connection with God and these dark, this is what I believe anyway, and I'm curious to get your perspective on it. These dark forces, you could call them the devil, reveal themselves through these little temptations you know, these temptations that are everywhere. Right? Come like, come watch porn or come like have sex with these random girls or come like smoke weed and drink alcohol and party and do all these things, all these temptations. They're all there all the time. And they're mm. in front of us always, bro, always. So I was like, I, I caught myself the other day. I was walk, I, I must've walked into some store and a song was playing and the song got stuck in my head and I, and I couldn't get out of my head. Some fucking Maroon 5 song is just absolute trash. Repeating in my head. And I was realizing this is, Fuck this is like song. a prayer. I'm singing a I'm singing a prayer to myself that is programming my subconscious. And mm. I didn't have control of how it got in there. And it was dark. It was why why am I singing these words to myself? Yeah. I didn't have control of that. And, and the next day I was like, you know what? I'm going to control what goes into my head. And I, and I started listening to gospel songs the next morning. I programmed this, <laughs> this worship yes. song into my head. I was singing it all day. And I was yeah. like, there we go. I'm actually singing some positive like words that are bringing me closer to God. And, and I, I'm sure yeah. it's because the, the, these dark forces are there in very subtle ways that I guess I want people to just be really wary of what they allow in. Because I, 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 I feel like the subconscious is, is, is feeding on everything that's around us and it's either pulling us closer to God or, or further away, if, if you choose to call it that. Uh, sure. I'd love to know more about how you're, I guess, like how you manage temptation because it's a, it's just an inevitable part of life and being a man especially, right? Yeah. Well, I don't actually believe that there are, um, I don't believe that there are like, there's like a dark force and a light force. Like I, I actually believe like God is all of it. And the thing that I believe you're calling a dark force, I see is just, uh, human nature like it's our, it's our human egoic nature to want to uh 
grab the attention of others. And there have been enough people in society that have figured out how to do that on bigger scales. And then we're all like, think about it. We're all just enrolling each other all day long in our, Mm -hmm. in us, in what's going on for us. And so we just get really, really good at doing that through many different forms. And, you know, I think whatever's, everything's just a reflection of like where the collective consciousness is at any particular point in time and and moment, Um, like songs and lyrics and all that stuff. So there is that. Um, And yeah, there's definitely some, you know, some people who are really disconnected in this world that are moving from a place of power, control and you know, an influence. So yeah, that's, that's that part. Uh, how do I manage temptation? I don't deny it is the first thing. So I went to a Tantra course last year and the teacher told us of a story of these old villages where they used to, uh, a man and a woman in the village would get married for 51 weeks of the year. So they would commit to marriage for 51 weeks. And then every everyone in the village would do this. And then the last week of the year, they would enter a period of hedonism where all the marriages were dissolved and they would go out into the forest and they would all just fuck and do whatever the fuck they wanted for a week. Anyone could fuck anyone, all good. If any woman felt pregnant during that week, then um, the child was raised as a child of the village and everyone raised him. Um, cause no one knew who the father was cause everyone was fucking everyone. And after that week, they all came back and they could choose to recommit to another 51 weeks of marriage with their previous partner or with someone else. And often it was with the previous, you know, the same partner. And I, something really resonated with me about that. That was like, I'd been living a life up until this point, trying to solve, like clear my body of these desires to you know, go and drink alcohol and take heaps of MDMA and party or go and have sex with like different people and just have a wild time. And I was like, wow, I feel so much approval from this parable, from this story that I've never felt before. And I actually went and did that over the new year. I went away, uh, I you know took heaps of MD. I went by myself to a huge festival you know, had sex. I didn't have sex at the festival, but over the sort of month of December, January, Christmas period, had sex with a few different people. Um, just let myself have different experiences. And then after that, I was ready to switch it off again. I was ready just to go into my flow. So there's something to be said for that. And I do know that you do that pretty well too. Like not saying that you dissolve your relationship or anything like that, but um, you know, you, you have been you went to Europe, you had a great time. And so I think it's important to honor the cycles and seasons that we naturally want to be in. And then during the time of discipline, let's call it, I'm just clear on what my objective is and what I'm, what I'm, what I'm focused on and what's important to me at that point in time. And that's how I manage temptation. If I find myself getting caught in temptation, like I've already mentioned earlier in this chat, the big one for me is masturbation and Instagram, then I'll call myself out to a friend or a coach. I'll just confront that part of me that doesn't want to be honest. And I'll be honest about it to someone else who I know can hold me in that. And then I'll, I'll make a commitment. So I recently, literally yesterday, um, this last month I found myself, you know, jacking off at least once a day 
sometimes I've had a day or two break, but it's been like, I haven't done that in a long time, right? This last month, it's been a long time since I've had that. So I just called a friend and I was like, yo, I know you're the person that I feel most accountable to around this thing. Just letting you know, I'm committing to three weeks, no uh, ejaculation at all. Can I just check in with you daily to let you know how I'm feeling? He was like, of course, man, totally. So that's it. Just getting power over the mind. And we can't get power over the mind until we're honest with ourselves. And it's always that honesty with ourselves first and then with other people that usually is the thing that most most people are avoiding. Yes. Yes. Man, a few things you shared there. Nuggets. Thank you for just being so honest, man. It's like a transparent. It's one thing, yeah, people really admire about you, especially me, is, is, is the radical honesty that you bring. And in, in a friendship, it's it's so, it's so great when you have a friend that is just so upfront and you've always been mm-hmm. that for me, which is which has been really amazing. I'm I'm so grateful for it. Uh, but I, I hear about the the hidden the hedonism, right? We, and we we've spoken about this before. It's like it's almost like the hedonism has a place. And if we deny the hedonism, it creeps up on you. But I'm going through this phase right now because I'm the same as you, man. I, w- I will go through it. I'll do it. I have the parties, the MDMA, MDMA, the ketamine. I've tried all the things. And, and then and then I come out the other side of it. I'm like, okay, I'm good now. I'm good for the next six months. I can go back into my, into my zone. But then I've been thinking about <clears throat> if my primary goal or, or the underlying cornerstone of everything that I do is to have a strong relationship with God. How would God be with me if I'm going out and doing these things, even if it's just like every now and then? Is he okay with that? Is he, you know, is that forgiven? Is that accepted? Uh, and do I want to put myself in these environments where these so-called dark energies that I'm speaking about are just like everywhere, like fucking everywhere? And is that okay? And, and I guess only I can answer that. I don't think you're asking about God's judgment in that. I think you're asking about your, your own judgment. Mm-hmm. Because in my experience, if it was wrong, it wouldn't exist. And we all just get to have personal discernment. And also there's times in my life where I've gone years without having an experience like that. Uh, And there are also ways that you can have those experiences without it being unclean or dirty or lower vibration or you know in environments that you're talking about which is you know where you come out being like what the fuck did i just do you are not someone that's afraid of the shadow i think that's the the theme or what people are getting from this conversation i hope they're getting that is you are someone who is not like not afraid of going there whatever's in the dark is like you'll you'll go straight into it and that is it's like a warrior element that's that's in you and there's something that i really admired about you you know through all the retreats that i've been a part of and seeing your growth and evolution just the willingness to show your full self and even though your full self is changing rapidly you're always presenting your full self to people around this is what's going on for me right now like you don't hide a lot of things and more specifically your story around how you met Atlas that you shared on your retreats, you take people through an exercise where you share the story around not how you met Atlas, sorry, how Atlas was brought into this world, how you met your, your ex partner um, is one of the most profound stories I feel like I've heard in this realm mm. of 
facing off with your own darkness, more specifically shame, to be exact. And I've brought you on some calls, one of the calls with one of my previous men's programs, and you shared this same story. And it was one of the most powerful calls that I know all of those guys got to experience and so transformative. I'm bringing this up because I'd love for people listening to hear hear about it if they haven't already. And also yeah. for you to speak to uh, why shame is is so significant. Why why as men especially, we've we got to bring it out of the dark and just, just own it and share it and be seen in it. Yeah, man, I'm curious to know if, if you're willing to share just your yeah. own journey with shame and anything. Definitely. Right. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, thank you. And yeah, so back in 2017, I went to an event called the Bridge Experience and Extreme Leadership, two different weekends with my mentor, now mentors, Preston Smiles and Alexi Panos, beautiful people, amazing people. And uh, there was an exercise in Extreme Leadership where we got the opportunity to stand up in front of a room naked and share the thing that we've been holding on to the most shame about. Now, before we did this, before we even knew this was coming, they had like a mini version of it. We're just with clothes on. And like, I did what I always had done my entire life. And I did this at the bridge experience where they had another version of this, like a mini version. Right. And I stood up in front of a group of eight people, my group. And I was like, the thing that I've been holding on to guilt and shame about is I cheated on my ex-girlfriend five times, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I feel really guilty. I shared something that was just good enough that would like tick the box. You know, I could coast in this environment and like no one was going to come after me and be like, yo, you shared something super surface level. But for me, it wasn't the thing that I'd held the most guilt and shame about. And so I did that in this little small group. Then we all sat down, the whole room, 58, 60 people. And I was like, fuck. I was having this conversation myself like, fuck. How long are you going to keep cheating yourself, man? Like you keep selling out on yourself. You know, there's this thing, but you haven't told anyone. And I stood up in front of the room while Preston and Alexi were talking. And I was like, excuse me, could I please share something? I didn't know the next thing was coming. Right. And so I just, I was like, I keep, I keep not sharing the thing that is most true for me. And, um, I remember looking at everyone around the room like just all these eyes on me it must have been there was 58 participants there must have been like 70 people in the room right everyone just looking at me whole room silent when i stood up before i shared that i just cheated on my girlfriend but i know that that's not the thing that i feel the most guilt and shame about the thing that i have held the most guilt and shame about is that when I was 19, I contracted the human papilloma virus, which can cause genital warts. And since then, which was eight years ago at the time of that story, I've slept with a number of women and haven't disclosed to them. Um, and I feel really guilty and I'm afraid that no one will love me if they know this. Started crying took a huge breath and just like witnessed so much love being reflected back to me. Fast forward a month and I decided <laughs> kind of in, 
um, in congruence with the trend that you say I just go to the extremes. I just decided I needed to feel more free. I needed to feel free in my life. And so I jumped on a Facebook live in December, 2017. And I was living in Caratha in Western Australia. At that point, it was a mining town of 20,000 people. I was as well known as the mayor. So I was the number one real estate agent in the area. Jumped on a Facebook live and first time I opened it, shut it straight down. It's like, what the fuck? Pulled it up again after sitting in my car for five minutes and just like breathing. And I went live and I shared that exact same thing on Facebook Live. It's now been seen by like 4,000 people. It was back when Facebook Lives actually got traction. And uh, I felt so free after doing that. Now, fast forward six months, so it's December 2017, fast forward to May 2018. After that point, between that point, I've been on a huge journey, six months, once one coaching with Preston, discovered psychedelics, uh, had some huge mushroom journeys, journey with ayahuasca, like traveled to America, lived in Hawaii for like eight weeks, you know, just was all over the place. Totally transformed my life. And I got back to Perth and I'd met this woman her name is Sammy and I was celibate at the time. I just entered six months of celibacy and it was on our third date. I think that like we, when we met, we just, it was like an explosion of love. And I was like, holy shit, this is, this is it. And so we're sitting on my bed and I'm like, Hey, I think I'd like to break my celibacy with you. She's like, okay, yeah, cool. Let's do that. And I'm like, but there's something I need to tell you first. And I went and told her the same thing. It was the first woman that I ever disclosed to. When I was 19, I contracted HPV that can cause genital warts. I don't have any symptoms right now, but you know, I'm just letting you know. She was like, oh, Alex, I already know. And I was like, what, how? And um, she said, well, I saw your Facebook video. And I went, literally pulled back my phone and I was like, what? Because I didn't know how we connected on Facebook, but somehow we just connected. One day, like in April, it just popped up that she'd accepted a friend request from me. I'm like, I don't even remember sending a friend request to this woman. And I went back and looked and she just posted a love heart on it. Like someone had shared it with her and she just like posted a love heart and I clicked on her ad friend. And um, yeah, man, like that's, that's Atlas's mom. You know, it's my son's mother. Like she fell pregnant six weeks later with Atlas. And I just, I don't have any more direct evidence than that of like what happens when you actually show up authentically in your life and share the stuff that you're afraid of. And the more I've done this, the more, more work I've done around this, the more I share, the more I coach others, the more I understand that every single human being is experiencing the same stuff. We're all experiencing intrusive thoughts. We've all done things in our past that we're not afraid of, oh, sorry, that we're not proud of. Maybe we've experienced parts of ourselves that we're afraid of and we're afraid of it being seen because we are scared that we won't be loved. And I truly believe that this is the journey of healing in humanity is like to bring forth a new level of honesty 
And I actually believe that it, it must start with men. Got to start with the men and us being honest with ourselves, with each other, and then being able to hold that space energetically for everyone else. Because what tends to happen is people just hide this stuff, they suppress it, and then yeah. everyone's just suppressing their stuff around each other. And so the moment someone, you know, it's like it's like these marriages you hear of that, you know, that people have been together for 20 years and then it's like the wife had an affair, the husband had an affair. And it's like, what? Surprise. It's like the reason there was an affair is because there was a lack of honesty in the relationship. And, you know... This is where it starts. So yeah, man, that's that's that story. And um, that's also one of the exercises that I guide people through at the retreat. And it's highly transformational um, because yeah, just is, just is. Mm-hmm. Well, I can speak from experience after you know, participating in that exercise mm-hmm. at your retreat that it was the most transformational for me. Um, and because I feel like you have to be seen in your shame. Like there's, yeah, maybe, maybe you don't have to, because uh, I know there's other ways to give up your shame, but there's something really powerful in the speed of the transmutation when you allow yourself to be seen by other people in that. And you can almost feel like you can almost feel when someone's hiding something, especially a man, you can feel a man when he's, he's not fully free. Don't you reckon? Especially as a bit, me and a coach, as long as you have, you know yeah. straight away when a man's... Straight away, you can feel it in... Yeah. Totally. You can feel it in anyone. Men, women, everyone, you know? when You can you can sense when someone is holding on to something and hiding it. And the example that I always give, because it's like, I'm not here to judge anyone. If someone wants to hold on to something, whatever. It's all good. Yeah. But the example that I always use is that if someone on the inside, like their internal experience of themselves, their truest essence is a level volume 100, but on the outside, they're only sharing volume 30 because they're hiding all this stuff. And then unconsciously, when you hide one part, you're hiding another. If you're hiding, if you're, if you're holding on to shame around things and suppressing part of your character, you are, that's impacting everything. Well, then what happens, bro, is like you, you're only emitting volume 30 out here. And what do you attract in your life? You attract volume 30 back when really inside you're a hundred. And that's why you go through life never feeling like it, life's hitting the spot because you're not hitting the spot. That's why there's all these dudes out there and women who are earning a shitload of money, just like I was, earning a shitload of money, you know, crushing it in life. Maybe even they have the perfect partner. Maybe even they have kids, but something inside, they're just like, I'm not feeling it. I still don't feel good about this. What's getting in my way? And most likely it's shame and emotional suppression, but shame is is one of the biggest things that takes up so much energetic real estate in our bodies totally agree totally agree and man this is why um 
the work that we do is so significant because a lot of the times we don't really have to do anything. We just show up as a space of, I'm clear. There's, I'm not hiding anything from you and I'm just here to listen to you with, with love and no judgment. And that alone sometimes is enough for someone who maybe have, ne have never been around someone that with, that's not judging them. It's enough for them to just finally feel safe enough to open up. And yeah. you said it starts with men because I, I believe that when a man can hold that level of safety, the people around him just start to open up in, in all kinds of new ways, especially the, the women in his life. And uh, it's, it's really amazing that I get to, uh, you know, that I have such powerful men around me, bro. You know, and I, mm. you, you're definitely one of them. And it's, uh, it's been an honor to support you in, in, in your retreats as well. You know, I've had the pleasure and the luxury of helping you facilitate, participating in your retreat and to see people's firsthand transformation. You know, there's something special about the in-person experience that, is different to an online coaching session. And I've really been exposed to so much through just being in, in, in your presence on your retreats. And uh, I'd love for you to just share a little bit more about that and uh, give people a bit of an understanding of how they can learn more about these retreats because uh, that's just one little portion. The shame work is one little portion of what you do. Uh, we won't reveal it all because it's, you know, a lot of it is, is what of goes course. on at the retreat, stays at the retreat. But yeah, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, man. Uh, well, yeah, the, the infinite potential retreat is a, um, is a week long, uh, facilitated experience with uh, where I facilitate plant medicine, psilocybin mushrooms. We do breath work, meditation, yoga, sound healing, um, somatic work and healing different facilitated, you know, um, moments like what we've just shared and, it's really, um, it's really like five years worth of therapy in a week. You know, it's like we all actually have stuff going on in our lives, especially if you're a busy, high performer. You've got stuff going on in your life naturally and things are coming up. And I personally believe that immersions are the best way to, to actually clear the most space in the shortest possible time. And that's why I run the retreat the way that I do, because it's like you can go to the retreat, you're supported by an amazing team, you know, me and my team. And that space is set up for you to intentionally bring up anything that's not serving you within that time frame that you're there and then and then integrate it so that you can go back to your life um, and like basically um, experiencing life in a whole new way. You know, so yeah, man, we have a lot of fun at the retreats. Uh, it's such a powerful experience, and I, I'm just a really, I'm just really passionate about helping people really unlock their limitless self, really unlock their capacity to experience life, love, all of it, and tap into more abundance, tap into their their actual their animal inside. You know, this is for men and women. And we do so much deep healing work with the masculine and the feminine. Um, you know, people have come away from this retreat having healed a lifetime of trauma and, you know, different, mm, let's call it negative relating with their parents, you know, their mom and their dad. Um, they've been able to come away from this retreat and just totally shift their relationships in life. Um, so, yeah. That's the that's a little bit of, about the retreat. And I've got the next one coming up in July 
2023. Uh, it's being held in the Algarve in Portugal at this beautiful place. Uh, we'll throw the link in. Um, I'm assuming I'll give you the link and we'll throw it somewhere in the show notes so people can yeah. easily access it. But yeah, it's at this old abandoned village that's been totally converted. Um, it's like legit, pristine, amazing. Um, yeah, it's going to be a next level experience. Man. Uh, taking it global now. This is the exciting part now that we were allowed to get out of Western Australia during COVID. We were, we were trapped for a while, but now it's gone global. So no matter where you are listening to this, I, I would suggest uh, check it out, feel into this. And as your work continues to expand, bro, out to Bali, it's uh, who knows what's what's going to open up from there. And uh, I'm just, yeah, hope, hoping we, we cross paths again really soon. And I know we will in the, in the next few months and beyond. But uh, man, I just wanted to say thank you for, for coming on here and having this conversation. Thank you for just sharing so honestly and authentically with, with me and the, the, the guys listening. Uh, we can get a clear picture of what you're about in your life by how you showed up in this conversation. And this is Alex all the time. Just what you see is what you get. And I, I fucking love that about you, bro. And uh, yeah, uh, what's your Instagram handle, man? If people want to follow you. Yeah, follow you at, well. at Alexander Waters. Hit me up on Instagram, TikTok, um, wherever you want to catch up with me. I'm on there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Perth-based coaches are always the most powerful. Just saying. Just saying. Something in the water in Western <laughs> Australia, bro. These Perth, the Perth lads. <laughs> yeah. It's an incubator. It, it must be. It must be. Man, uh, yeah. thanks again. Uh, anything you want to you wanna, you wanna leave, leave the listeners with before you take off? Any final words? Yeah, I, I beyond my retreat, I have a number of different offerings to work with me, uh, online programs. If you can't get to me in person, um, one-to-one coaching, group stuff. And I also do, um, do offer business coaching as well. Um, so I've helped, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of entrepreneurs now rapidly transform their lives, businesses, and um, uh, experience more love. So, uh, yeah, feel free to connect with me. If you have any questions on anything that we've spoken about, I'd love to connect. I just love having conversations with new people. So, yeah, and thanks for having me on the show, bro. Really appreciate it. Of course, of course. Fuck yeah. Thanks, King. Thanks, guys. Ciao.